0: as we come humbly before the throne of grace father i pray for those that are in the storms those that are going through struggles father i ask you just to be with them lord we have that are going through trials and tribulations father the only thing sometimes that the anchor does hold father i pray that you pour your blessings out on them right now lord just touch their hearts and give them some peace Father, we thank you for those that are gathered here today and those that are watching. And Lord, I pray that today as we come to, to worship, Lord, that we came in spirit and in truth to, to humbly seek you. Thank you again for all that you do. In Lord's name I pray. Amen. Amen. Uh, look at the clock. Say, Boy, I want to preach quick today. All right, take your Bibles. Turn to Ephesians chapter 5. Sunday school. We have started a study in the Book of Ephesians, and I'm probably going to be in it for a while. I have really enjoyed getting back into the Book of Ephesians. It's a great book about instructions. Title of my sermon is "What to Do." And you think about this: every day that you wake up, you got 1,440 minutes to do something. What do you do with them? Bible kind of tells us, Ecclesiastes 12 13 says this, it tells us that uh says, listen, let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. I like that. Let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God and keep his commandments for this is the whole duty of man. So I mean, it's kind of simple. What do you do every day? You wake up, you fear God. Is it? And it's awesome that it don't just tell us to do this, but God gives us instructions on how to do that. And so in Ephesians chapter 5, we're going to look at verses verses 14 through 17 and we're going to see what we're supposed to do. And it says this, it says, excuse me, Wherefore, he said, Awake thou that sleepest. Christ shall give thee light.' Redeeming the time because the days are evil. Wherefore, be not unwanted. Of the Lord is. So right there in the, these few verses, you got a couple of things it tells us to do. The one we're to awake, we're we're to we to walk, we're to redeem, and we're to be wise. So I want to look at that this morning. We're gonna kind of go through it a little quick. And the first thing is, you know, we gotta awake. You know, you think about. It. Morning, I was telling everybody downstairs about a dream I had last night, and I dreamed we was having a church-wide picnic. And at this church-wide picnic, there was water. Don't know why, but there was. And so we had, there was water. We are stacking them up, building things out of the watermelon rinds, and we decided we was going to play baseball. And so everybody was like that. Uh, everybody but Linda. Linda was terrified that she was going to get hit by one of the watermelons. She said, would y'all quit acting like kids? And then I woke up, so I don't know if we did or not. So you're thinking you're but you can't get a lot accomplished. So here we look at it. The first thing it tells us to do is by talking to the lost, he says, "Church, you need to awake. You need, you need to, to realize it. What's bad is some people are asleep and they don't know it." And, and he said, "Because daily business, but you're not true. So we need to be awake. You know, because the Bible tells us that, that that when we're awake, we is upon us." Listen to this: In Isaiah chapter sixty, verse one says this. It says, "Arise and shine." For thy light is come and the glory of the Lord risen upon thee. Do you hear that? It says you need to rise and you need to shine, because God's glory is on you. The problem with a lot of us is we've forgotten who we are. We have forgotten that we are the church. We have forgotten that we're God's people and that we're the only Bible a lot of people see. So we need to show God's glory in the things that we do. You know, we represent at this he said in Matthew 5 verses 14 through 60 he says you're a... that is set on a hill it cannot be hid he says then he reminds neither do men light a candle but but on a candlestick and it giveth light unto all that are in the house you're there for a purpose you're there to so that God is some God and then he says this, he says, So let your light shine before men. And glorify your father which is in heaven. See, when he's saying it, he's not saying that your No, you should work because it glorifies God. The only way you show God's work is to remember that His glory is upon you when you asked Jesus into your heart, when you gave Him your soul, you said, hey, I know you're my Savior. I know I'm a sinner. I know I can't get to heaven without you. Ask you to come into my heart and save me. When you The Bible says if you confess with your mouth and believe with your heart, you believe it with your heart, you became a representative of Jesus Christ. His glory came upon you. You know, I, 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 there was a guy once and, and when we was in the machine shop. He had it down perfect. He would run a machine and, and he would fall asleep as soon as he hit the button. And when, when it got as far as it did, it'd make a popping noise. He'd wake up. Hey, that was great unless he didn't wake up. Because that machine going to keep going on down. But he would wake up and realize, I need to to do what I'm supposed to do. So you got to stay awake. You know, when you stay awake, it strengthens your testimony. You know, in Revelation chapter 3 verse 2 and strengthen the things which remain that are ready to die. And says, I've not found your works perfect. Why? Because we fall asleep. It, be watchful if your eyes are closed and you're sleeping. You can't. It's watchful, what happens? How I many of you have ever walked through the house at night when you're half asleep? Isn't it like somebody comes in and rearranges the furniture? You ever notice that? You can do it blind. But go to sleep, be halfway, try to go to the refrigerator. You're going to kick it, run into everything, and, and be it'll be wide awake by the time you get there because your toes are killing you. Well, let me tell you, as a child of God who falls asleep, we run into things. We get hurt, and when you get hurt, it shows. It shows in your testimony. So we need to be watchful. And then Jesus said, "Strengthen that which remains." You've got to be awake to strengthen. We need to remember that we're we are a child of the living God. You know, James John told us in First John chapter four, verse four. He said this. Children, and have overcome them because he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. You see, when you're awake, you realize that he's with you always. You, you, when when you're when you're asleep, it's dangerous. You know, I, I, I read this, and it says this: says, you know, we can speak. You ever been around somebody? that talks in their sleep. Uh, I'm going to share a story. Um, it's all said and done. But, but we was asleep one night, and was, in the middle of the night I woke up. Well, Julie's sitting straight up in the bed, and she's just laughing. She is laughing and everything, and then she looks over at her point and says, you need to behave. And then she like, down. Well, I'm like, Nothing wrong that I knew of. So you can talk in your sleep. Might not make a lot of sense. She does it. I don't. But she does. <laughs> you, you you can hear when you're asleep. You can walk when you're asleep. You can even sing. look you can think a lot when you're asleep. You're not in control when you're asleep. When you're asleep spiritually, you're not in control. You do things you shouldn't do. So we need to awake. Here is a, that that word to walk. Conspectually. accurately, or diligently. But if you ever think about what we're to walk in, he, if you look back in verse 2, the love of Christ, as Christ also has loved us and have given himself as an offering and sacrifice to God for the sweet-smelling Savior. So we're to, we're to walk in Christ's love. You know, the, verse 5, is he, he tells us that, you know, we, we need to think about this. We're, we're to be followers of God. there of God. Walk in love. Look at verse 1. Be there with your children and walk in love. We're supposed to walk in Christ's love. So how do you walk, walk in God's love? If Paul tells us and, and, you know in, in, in 2 Corinthians chapter 5 verse 7 one of the ways you do it is you have to do it by faith because he says we walk by faith not by sight. You see when you walk in Christ's love that means you become more like That you need. So if he says you need to walk circumspectly, you need to walk exactly or determinedly in that faith that you have. You've got to be willing to walk. In Hebrews chapter 12, verses 1 and 2 tells us this says, Wherefore, seeing we are also compassed about with a great cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and sin that so easily besets us. Let us run with patience, the race that is set before us, looking into Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who also defies in the shame and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. So we, we we're, we're told this walk in that race, you walk in it by faith. Why? And how do you do that? It, you take the sins, the problems and say, so how do I do that? One, you need to be in the altar. Say, God, because let me tell you, if you try to overcome a sin yourself, you can't do it. You can try and try and try and stumble, and you ain't never gonna, really Lord, I got I got a problem. Come. Maybe you'd like to describe things with 4 letter words. I know a lot of people is like that. Well, I, I'm trying to clean up my mouth. I, I watched a movie the other day, they stuck it soaking the kids. How many of y'all remember that? Soap tasted horrible. Not Well, I hadn't. That, but mommy used to do that to me. And, and, and but it it was one. Of, I don't think it worked. But what worked? The guy. I need help with that. Well, what, what about you? Got a burden that's just dragging you? You lay aside every sin. The burden, the problem. It yourself and bring it to the Lord. Give it to Him. The only way you can do that is because you walk by faith. What faith is that God can handle any problem you got. There's nothing too big that He can't handle. The thing is, will you give it to Him? See, people say, I've told you this before. I hate to say, it. God never puts anything more in your life than you can't handle. That's a lie. That there's more in your life than you can handle. Why? Why don't you bring it to Him. That's why he's constantly telling us to lay aside the weights. That's why he's constantly said, bring me your burdens. He don't just say it once. He constantly has to say it because we don't listen the first time. How can you walk circumspectly? How can you walk exactly? And he tells us your problems. But we, we need to bring the problems and walk as God tells us to walk. And it's something that we don't often. You know, laying aside your sins means to put them down. Me get away from. Them. So are you? You focusing on Jesus? Or are you focusing on the issues and problems that weigh you down? See, if you are, you're not walking wisely. You're not walking circumspectly. Think about this: if we don't walk in Christ's love, we walk as fools. Push. You realize if you're not walking as you should. What are people saying? They say, "I'm a churchgoer. I, I believe in God. I'm a Christian. I attend so and so." Well, what do you show people? You realize I want to be pushed away from God rather than bringing. Them too. high. One day, people because of me might hear what Jesus, you seven twenty three, will profess unto them. I never knew you. Depart from me. But I was just as good as me. I acted just like Steve did. So we need to walk the walk. Why? Because we need to do the next part of the verse. Which is we need to redeem. That is, we're to make wise use. Not promise tomorrow. You weren't even promised today. We never know what's going to happen from day to day. And I I always think about this verse. When I think about this verse, I always think about the wise man and the... 7. I Man, he built his, his the, the firm foundation when the rain came, the floods come up, he, his house stood, and then you had the one who built it on the sand. And, and he wasn't prepared when the rains came, storms came, his house went, as the kids sing, went splat. And I say, you know, that that's, that's you're not redeeming the time. When you're not careful, you're not building on the foundation you need to build on. <coughs> you're not being what God wants you to be. And, and it's so easy to get caught up in, in, in things. Build on a foundation that's not not firm and not true. And, and you think about the, the thing that happened it beautiful. It probably looked like the man had it until. Came till the storms came. He wasn't anchored, as John said a while ago. He wasn't ready for the winds. He was who who probably time, to sure it the winds. He was the will last. That didn't mean his house was perfect. That didn't mean when the storms came, shingles didn't get ready. But the house stood. You can repair things. You can ask for forgiveness. You can come to God. Sure. But what are you building your life on? So many of, of us Christians, we, we don't realize have a family. And when problems come, boy, we 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 turn away. I mean, of you've ever been angry at God, go ahead and raise your hand. I have. You know why? Because my foundation wasn't firm at that time. But you know what? God's big enough to handle your anger. He says, "Let me pick you up." He told David, and David saying about in Psalm 40. He said, "God picked me up out of the miry clay." He put me on a rock, on a firm foundation. He established my goal. You see, that's redeeming your time because, hey God, you got me out of it I'm going to watch now where I walk. My house. I'm going to pay attention. And he tells us why he says, because the days are evil. Let me tell you, your time is short. None of us has promised tomorrow. If God was to come back and call the church home tonight, how did you feel standing before? Me? How do you handle it? I I I meant to, I planned to. When it uh, this week I was going to will stand before. Me. Now I think part of my problem is 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 that redeeming the time takes something that I forget. Wisdom. Good thing about it is, the Bible tells me in James three seventeen that that wisdom comes from above is is first pure, the treated, full of mercy, good fruit, without partiality, without hypocrisy. But he tells me how to in James chapter you lack the mask of God. Means he pours it out on a braid not, doesn't hold back. And he says, gives it unto him. I said, Hey, you need wisdom. You need wisdom taking the time. You need to stay awake. Guess what? I'll give it to you. You want to be a child of God who's pleasing? You want to be a child of God who one day I hear, welcome home, my good servant. Now has been over a few things and i will make the ruler over many things in the joy of the lord you want to hear that one day then you better be awake you better be walking you better be redeeming the time that you've got because one day we will all stand before jesus christians hey we're not being judged for our sins we're being judged for how we're being judged for the witness that we have. We'll stand before him. And I don't know about y'all. I don't want to stand there empty handed. I want to stand there and say, Lord, I did this for you. I don't want to be, a, I've heard say, describe smelling of smoke and just barely getting in. You know, I often wish to say that where you told the last one, well, you made it. Barely. If it wasn't for my grace, you wouldn't be here. See, that amazing grace that God poured out on us should get you excited about being a child of God. What do you do with the 1,440 minutes you have? It's kind of easy when you think about it. You do what Jesus said in Matthew 22, 7. unto him that's for thy God with all thy heart with all thy soul with all thy mind see if you can do that you got it made but let me tell you a secret there's not a one of us here that can not without help when's the last time you asked him for help when's the last time you got on your knees and said Lord I need some help. I can't handle this no more. I need to walk. I need to be awake. And I need to redeem the time that you've given me. So this morning I urge you to ask, God, I need some help. Will you help me? Every head bowed, every eye closed. Heavenly followers, we come to you today. Lord, I I ask myself, what do I do? Lord, you told me to love you with all my heart, all my mind. Lord, there's times I need help. I stray. I I, I wander. But Father, I pray that you forgive me and draw me back to you. Give me the strength that I need each and every day. Lord, I know I'm not the only one who needs that. So, Father, as we, we have this time of invitation, Father, I pray that you'll have each of us search our hearts, that we might see what you see. Strengthen those who need it, Lord. Touch those who need it. Thank you for all of you. As you stand to your feet, we're going to sing page
1: 109.
0: The altar is open.
1: Oh. you're the best thing.